Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Behold! A dream did come to me in the night, and the Lord did show all this to me. Praise God! Praise the Lord! A time of tribulation has come. A test is at hand. The final test. What has the Lord commanded? In the dream, the Lord did come to me, and he was a shape. It was he who walks behind the rose. And I did fall on my knees in terror and hide my eyes, lest the fierceness of his face strike me dead. And he told me all that has since happened. He said, Joseph has taken his things and fled this happy place because the worship of me is no more upon him. So take you his life and spill his blood. Cast him instead upon the road. And so it was done. Joseph the betrayer was cast out. And he who walks behind the rose did say, I will send outlanders amongst you, a man and a woman. And these outlanders will be unbelievers and profaners of the holy. And the man shall sorely test you, for he has great power, even greater than that of the blue man. The blue man! Just as the blue man was offered up unto him, so shall be the unbelievers. Make sacrifice unto him. Bring him the blood of the outlander. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> When most people think of corn, they think of a tasty, versatile food item that can be served in countless different ways. And as long as you're not an adult passing through rural Nebraska, you'll never have to worry about equating corn with the home of bloodthirsty demonic children looking to use you as a sacrifice. And who said Nebraska was a boring state? So get ready for Linda Hamilton to take on something other than a cyborg Arnold, as tonight, the dolls talk about 1984's The Children of the Corn. And now, the Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And tonight, we have returning guest, very special guest, our favorite, really. Miss Christy Adams from Nightmare Toys. Hello, everybody. How are you? Hey. Fun to be back. It's been Great like time. a month. <laughs> oh, not a month. It's been a year. It's yeah. Been, yeah. It's been a minute. I've been very yeah. busy. <laughs> yes, you have. The last one was Chopping Mall, right? I think so. Yeah. It's yeah. been that long. And I wanted to get you back around this time last year but you were just so busy with the move and everything yeah. so it just didn't work out until now but i'm so excited that you have more free time and so i'm so 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 excited that we can have you back more often now thank you so much i'm so happy to be back and it's nice to see you jamie i know it's so nice to meet you finally nice you i've been too. like looking forward to this so yeah, yeah i'm like excited to get into this movie with you ladies yeah we talk about you like every week 
Thank you. So Jamie's like, finally. I know. The anticipation, it kept building and building. I was like, I got to meet her. Oh, so sweet. I love you. That makes me feel good. Well, this movie that we're discussing today is actually Christy's pick from last year, and we meant to get to it last year, and it never happened. So we just saved it for her, and that is 1984's Children of the Corn. Yes. Yes. So, Miss Christy, when is the first time you've seen this movie? You know what? I'm really not sure the age. I mean, I was a child, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I know I didn't see it when it came out. I was a little bit too young. Maybe maybe around 10 years old, maybe, is when I seen yeah. it. Um, and then I remember what, I remember part two. I think I, bought, I watched part two at that when I was younger more than I did part one because it was always on TV. Part two was always on TV. Yeah. Two as well. Yeah, I think I actually prefer part two. It's one of the few movies where I like the sequel better. Yeah. yeah it's I don't know why. It's a good yeah. sequel. The, the Lady sequel. in the House, love it. Mm. <laughs> like the Wicked Witch. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. Um, what about you, Jamie? Well, so as you know, I kind of got into horror movies uh, more when I was a teenager, but Children of the Corn was when I saw when I was younger. I do remember it being on TV. I do remember parts of it freaking me out as a kid. Um, and then I gave it like a more full watch um, sometime when I was like 18, 19, something like that. But I definitely remember moments from this movie when I was young and thinking it was pretty freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I also had braces when I was younger, so maybe the whole corn thing, because I couldn't do corn on the cob with the braces, so <laughs> there were corn husks all over the place. Maybe there, maybe there was a subconscious like thing in that. Oh, that is so funny. I don't remember when I saw this one. It was kind of one of those movies where it just blended in with all the other horror movies I was watching. I was probably around 12, maybe. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen part two first actually and i actually i think i even read the short story before i ever saw any of the movies wow so i still haven't read it oh i hadn't either is it is it just as good or it's different mm -hmm. um okay. it's very different i'll tell you the differences right now before we get into the movie because i was telling jamie some of them already um okay so in the book um Children of the Corn, which is in the um, book Night Shift. So this okay. is where you can find the story in his Night Shift book. Um, Bert and Vicky, they are married and they hate each other and they're always fighting and they're on the verge of divorce. Oh, can't so, show that back then. Yeah, so, so they changed that for the movie for sure. Because they're uh, sweet to each other through yeah, a lot of yeah, it. Like he yeah. doesn't necessarily he's not necessarily ready to commit yet, but like right. they're sweet to each other for the most part. They get into a little bit of a tiff, but like for the most yeah. part, they're, they're really sweet, sweet to each other. Yeah. yeah. I actually made a note of like relationship, like couple, horror movie couple, they're cute. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. So that was a big difference. Um and when he saw his wife strung up next to the blue man. She was already dead. And he wasn't very um, mournful about that. Oh. So, see, that's a lot darker. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what's even darker is right after he finds his wife tied up next to the blue man, the man behind the rose comes and takes him. 
So <laughs> neither of them make it out and the children just go about their business and they just do what they're going to do. And he even says, Stephen King even writes that um, like a, a narrative of this was the kids did what they did because the corn was dying because there was too much sinning and not enough sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll definitely destroy a crop. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> in the in the book, Isaac is only nine years old. Like, oh. He's a child, child. In the oh, movie, see, they now mentioned... I feel like we're gypped out of a really even darker movie now. Yes, they we That's, are. I like unhappy endings, so I'm kind of yeah. like I like that. Nobody. I mean, it's a happy ending for the kids, I guess. Yeah, for those kids, for those two kids. <laughs> but but no, so yeah, Isaac was only nine years old in the story, and in this one he appears a little older. Um, in the book, Isaac remains in charge, so he never gets shot up <laughs> like a rocket. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as I said, um, Bert and Vicky both die. Um uh, Vicky by the kids and she's with the blue man and then um, yeah Bert just gets just taken by the man behind the rose and um, what else uh, that's about it as far as differences it's not a very long read you'll get through it really quickly if you guys decide to think I don't know how many pages but it's like it took me like two hours that's it and I was oh. distracted when I was reading it too so if I was really focused it probably would have been way quicker but um, but yeah, so those are the differences. Um, the only thing I really wish that they had um, not changed was, or they, the only thing I'm glad they changed was their relationship because I liked their relationship a lot better when they liked each other. Cause, well, the movies are already kind of dark anyway, so you've got to have that little happiness thrown in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a break, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I said, he wasn't particularly sorry when he found his wife dead. <laughs> He's so. like, yeah, you, you corn children aren't so bad. <laughs> you just did me a favor. Thank yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting story. Um, I always liked it. There's always one part that always rung in my head as far as like thinking of when I think of the book. I always remember the scene where they where they are entering the diner that is abandoned and. Stephen King writes a lot about um, the price signs and, you know, how like burgers are like X amount of cents and stuff. And they're like, wow, when is the last place this was, when was the last time this place was open? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I always remember that. And I'm glad they kept that in the movie too. Yeah. Um, but point. yeah. And right off the bat, I need to give a shout out to my friend Dawn who sent me a picture about half an hour before we started recording of her cute little dog on the Facebook and she labeled it he who rocks behind the rose and she has no idea that we we're recording until I told her just now. Oh, yeah. Crazy. yeah, after she sent me that picture, I said, that's nuts. We are about to record literally right now. Aww. <laughs> so shout out to Dawn for yeah. just knowing. Just a dog wearing a bandana? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but he's a cutie. <laughs> Jamie, it's one of your dogs of horror. <laughs> I know. This one, actually, I had multiple items to list on my list from this movie. There's a dance. There's a robe. There's a dog. So good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Jamie has lists. Dogs of horror. 
robes, Pink robes of, of horror, robes of horror, dances of horror. Oh, There's some other go. ones too, but I got three in this movie. Usually, it's just like <laughs> one. She has hula hoops of horror. I do. I that was the, the smallest list. Oh <laughs> toilets, <laughs> toilets, toilets of horror. <laughs> Yeah. All spawned by the dolls of horror, where I was like, there are a lot of good toilet scenes in horror <laughs> movies. That. <laughs> That's different. I'm oh, like, girl. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait till we do Candyman. We can talk a lot about the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I've been preparing for this day. <laughs> okay, so. So if you guys have not seen 1984's Children of the Corn, the synopsis is a young couple is trapped in a remote town where a cult of children believes that everyone over the age of 18 must be killed. So we all know I'm not a fan of children. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't help. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a super fan of them from a distance, you know, they're fine. Or when they're <laughs> when they're behaving themselves and we're having a fun game, perhaps. Other than that, not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your guys' favorite kill? Fatality. Who wants to go first? Um, <laughs> I'll go. Okay, Christy, you go first. Um, mine is the, oh, what was it? Um, was it Joseph, Jacob, the older brother of the two smaller oh. children? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. For whatever reason, I can't remember names and I've seen these movies a thousand I'm times. I'm so bad at names. Anyway, <laughs> the, the boy who runs away, um, he's my favorite kill because number one, he gets slashed mm-hmm. in the throat and then he gets hit by a car. It's like a double whammy. <laughs> and when, then when they show him, you know, it's pretty, that's pretty, to me, is probably the goriest part of the movie when they show him mm-hmm. playing in the uh, in the road with his throat slashed and hit mm-hmm. by the car. So, to me, that's uh, that's my favorite. There are not a lot of uh, graphic kills in Mm-mm. this movie at no, all. Not. Mm-hmm. No, most of most of what you see um, is implied, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah, my my favorite is the whole entire. Um, opening like the whole massacre um i love it all almost said that (laughs) yeah no i love the entire massacre how it is um just laid out and narrated i love it all and again you don't see anything like it's all implied you know it's all implied that these people are getting you know, brutally killed, but you're not seeing it. You're not seeing knives go in, really. You're not seeing the guy's hand go into the meat grinder. You're not seeing any of it, but you think you are, like Psycho. You think you're seeing it, but you're not. Mm -hmm. That's why I liked it. And it just really just sets the tone of, oh, these people are bad. These people are really bad. These kids are really, really bad. (laughs) I love the whole scene, the whole diner scene at the very beginning is probably like, I would say almost like the whole best part of the whole movie. That whole it movie. is. That. So. It totally is. Mm-hmm. That's actually yeah. my favorite kill too. I just wrote like massacre of parents and adults uh-huh. and it was great. I almost went uh, with it too. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with the kid. Cause he was, his yeah. was a double whammy, but I almost said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the kid was good though, because the kid was also part of a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really not sure what's going on and yeah, they don't know what's going on. So, yeah. Can we talk about the cute um, corn cob 
salt and pepper shakers that are in the diner though and then the tacky wallpaper i wrote oh, that yeah <laughs> the whole diner was so cute i loved everything in that diner i will yeah. say that out of the massacre i want to I, live I, that diner I do too, yeah. except without the kids. But um, I really like the, the meat. <laughs> yeah, I really like the meat slicer like kill in the massacre, where like the kids are like putting them towards the meat slicer. I used to work in a deli and had to slice meat on a slicer like every day, and cut myself once, and it was really intense. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't even feel anything for like ten seconds because oh. it was so deep and clean. So I saw that meat slicer yeah. and I was like, oh my Read god, like, oh. oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Ow. Yeah. Somebody glued me back together, but. <laughs> Do you super glue? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I, I had an experience where I cut myself. I didn't cut myself. I <laughs> I ripped out my belly button ring at work. Wow. Um, it was, um, I was bringing down like a, it was working inside the grocery store, inside the Starbucks, inside the grocery store. And I was bringing down like a box of soy and I dropped it and it slipped and it slid right down my front and just popped my belly button ring out. <gasps> oh, and my head, girl. my head told me this should really hurt, but it actually didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how come this doesn't hurt? As but I was freaking out because it was really ugly. It wasn't even that bloody. It was just really gross looking. And so I, I worked in the grocery store, so I walked my ass down to the Band-Aid aisle, and I bought some liquid stitch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I glued myself back together. And let it work. You barely tell. Like, it's, it's just a teeny tiny little scar. You can't even really tell. But I was worried because it was really gross. I'm like, I'm going to have a deformed belly button. Belly button. <laughs> my life wearing a two-piece bathing suit and midriff tops is over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, you know, now that I'm fat, it's definitely over. Girl, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But oh, my belly button's hurting now, so thanks. I know, <laughs> I know, I feel it too. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I just, I was just remembering that because I had to go glue myself back together before yep. too. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, hey, somebody help me. Hey, both get working. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Christy. And that's why you would definitely hire us because we exactly. are committed to the job. Yeah. No matter what happens, we're going to keep going. Oops. We're just going to glue ourselves no, back together. together. I'm just going to sell it. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> like, hey, look at what happened. Oh, <laughs> this is a horror store. Yeah. <laughs> look at the blood. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. No, that's such a great kill. That is such yeah. a great kill. Um, both of those. But but yeah. Um, okay. Moving right along to our fashion moment. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I have like multiple things written down. Jamie, do you happen to have a robe in there somewhere? I do. <laughs> of course, I have the Hamilton's pink robe. Of course, I had to add it. It's a good one. It's on the list. Um, but I will actually say that it didn't win for my favorite fashion moment, but it's a good runner up. My favorite is actually in the very beginning, one of the grown-ups coming out of church before the diner scene. She's wearing this great like red church outfit. It's like a red two-piece. It's got like a hat with feathers in it and some heels. And we, you know, we just know that she's headed to the diner to get killed by some kids, but I'm just glad that she was very fashionable when it happened. 
this is true. So you only see her for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Christy? Um, mine goes back to us talking about the diner as well. So my fashion moment is the little boy wearing his little bow tie oh. and his cute little vest. And he's got the cute little outfit on because obviously they probably just got out of church or something before yeah. it happened. And so it's kind of symbolic too, cause he looks all sweet and you can mm-hmm. tell he probably just got out of church and then that happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole rest of the movie, everybody's just kind of wearing the same boring clothes. So yeah, yeah. I like the, the little boy and his cute little bow tie and his little church outfit <laughs> and no, then I'm mad. Mad i did not pick the bow tie because i have a thing for bow ties so yeah, i'm like I do wow like bow ties too so i just thought that was very cute that's so um, cute that's very cute and then malachi after that with his high waters and the suspenders but you know yeah. <laughs> yeah i i had trouble with fashion on this one probably because i wasn't paying attention in the, in the beginning when things are interesting i don't know what i was doing but i've just seen this so many times so i guess was having trouble Paying attention. So um, I initially wrote, oh, so much flannel. (laughs) Accurate. So so much of it um, in it. That's what everyone is wearing. Um, But then I was watching it um, actually last night. And I was like, that's really cute and totally something I would wear. Vicky's wearing this like blue button up. I think it's blue. Maybe it's white. Um button up um like men's shirt almost rolled up at the sleeves right and then Mm -hmm. she has like a pink tank top kind of like what i'm wearing under it also maybe like a men's tank top and that's just something that i would definitely wear definitely on a road trip as well Mm -hmm. yeah so she's my fashion moment with that it's a good one yeah Yeah. but i'm mad i didn't pay attention to the uh, bow tie because if i was it would be that (laughs) what do you think of her shorts though not a fan of her shorts. No, me neither. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's only the top. I like the top too, but not the yeah. shorts. Yeah. The but shorts you know, did not make the cut. <laughs> no, no, they did not. But it was the time. It was definitely the time period. Yes. You know, a lot of people were wearing those those really ugly, high-waisted, baggy shorts. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not a fan. But I'm also, honestly, I'm not a really big fan of shorts in general. I very rarely wear them. When I do, it's gym shorts, and I just look like a slob. But as far as, like, going out or doing things or being seen in public that's not athletic, that's mostly just, like, either jeans or leggings. I'm not really a fan of shorts for myself. Oh, we have to wear them in Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> when guys, when I was living in Bakersfield, when it was always hot, I would just suffer in the jeans because I was so ashamed to show my legs. Hey, you're a dancer. You got no. fat dancing stems. Nope, <laughs> like like big stumps. So lies. I, yeah, I did not want to show my legs. I would always wear jeans. If you look back at pictures from 20 years ago, it's always, even when it's hot outside, 110 degrees, it's always me in jeans. <laughs> I'm like that now. I did used to wear shorts. Might but, I add about shorts and me being a movie buff, and I'm older than you two. Yeah. Next year, 1985, Dirty Dancing changed that about the shorts, and then it was all about the little short shorts. See, I'm all mm-hmm. about the little short shorts. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> every girl after that movie was wearing shorts up their butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the men liked it much better, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so, um, favorite hair? This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure. I only had one option. Um, actually, I had two, and they're the obvious ones, but ultimately I chose Malachi because it's just so wild and crazy. Me too. Same. <laughs> yeah, so it's unanimous Malachi. It's either, it. either that or Isaac with his weird-looking bangs. Yeah. I mean, I also did kind of like Bert's hair, too, though. It was just kind of like Bon Jovi-esque a little bit, I guess. Um, but I liked his cut, too. But Malachi, yeah. totally, hands down. Yep. Crazy red hair. Yep. Agree. <laughs> okay. I've, I'm really excited for this one. A prop we would like to own. That's right. No other props. Not a single other prop. I had so many options, guys. Same. It was bad. Right. It's hard to choose. Yeah, there's a lot of options. I don't know what's going on. I was like, I just kept writing things. I'm like, no, I want that. No, I want that. No, I want that. So, um, I love that the corn stalks were like as like religious icons. You know, like they had the corn crucifix and all that good stuff. And mm -hmm. then I wrote, um, the corn knife was pretty sweet. Oh, it's super sweet. And then I learned that I really loved the corn bowl in the church scene where he's drinking the blood. But ultimately, I'm like, why am I going small? If I could have anything in this entire movie, I want the, the blue man. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, good one. Can I you didn't imagine how we could display the blue man? I'm yeah. like, why am I going small? Why am I being practical? This is... This is your imagination. You can have anything you want, right? I want the blue man. I want to display him in my yard. Yes. If I had a On yard. On the cross and everything. Exactly. <laughs> Christy, you should get that for your store. Yes, so. I need to have someone make one. <laughs> yeah, have someone make a blue man. And you could just, you know, have him on the cross. And you could mm -hmm. put him up, like, up tall. Or you at guys... least, like, maybe I can have somebody make, like, little corn cob knives or something. <gasps> Props. Ooh, Why hasn't anybody done that yet? Wait a minute. I know. Yes, Christy. We're cool. into something. Talk there's to your people. The corn out there for sale. No, talk to your people. Talk to your contacts. Hey, have you ever thought about this kind of merch? Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would buy it. I totally would yeah. buy it. Especially the knife or the crucifix. I'm writing that down. Yes. Mm -hmm. The knife or the crucifix for sure. I would like. I'd even probably go for the bowl if it was out there. But I would yeah, love. I would really love cool. that crucifix. Yeah, I do too. The crucifix, the corn crucifix is on my list. It's one of my runners up. I also had like a lot of things I really loved. Um, I also would love like the full collection of, um, is her name Sarah? The little psychic girl. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would love all of her painting, like all of her drawings. Yeah. And I would love to just have them displayed on my wall like a gallery. Um, I, I particularly like there's one where there's like a little girl in the drawing and a little boy and they both like stab somebody I think like there's like <laughs> bodies on the floor with a knife and I'm like that's the one that one's the key one but I think I, my that thing, one. <laughs> yeah, I think my prop that I would ultimately, ultimately like to own most it comes in the very very beginning I love signs and stuff so mm. it's the sign on the church and it says uh, corn drought and the lord <laughs> Oh, good one. And then it has, and then, you know, it says like Reverend whatever church services this time, but it says crown or I'm sorry, corn drought and the Lord. And mm -hmm. I love it. And I want to hang it up in my house somewhere. Um, Christy. 
Um, so normally I would say like one of the weapons because like the sickles and stuff are really cool. But and then I would say some something about the corn. But I'm from Illinois and I've always lived like cornfields are always behind me, so I'm kind of over the corn. So I'm going with the drawings as well. Mm. I would love all the little kids' drawings and just frame all of them and put them on on my wall with all my movie posters and stuff. I think that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going with Sarah's drawings as well. <laughs> well, you know, I picked uh, a drawing when we did Witchboard Part 2. I picked mm -hmm. one of the drawings that Paige was drawing. And I'm like, and bonus points if I could get it autographed by whoever actually drew it. You know? Yeah, right? So who I drew it, those kids' drawings? Yeah, I hope it was an actual child that drew them. Yeah. That would just add something to it. Right, of course. And an actual <laughs> child would be like 40 years old now, which would be great. Because it's like, hey, can you autograph this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are all wonderful props. Um, but yeah, I want that blue man. And I, then, then I'm like, yeah, Christy, you need a blue man for your store. Yeah. We need the corn bowls and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know for Halloween every year in Bakersfield, there was like um, a haunt. I think it was called, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was, there was one that was called Scream in the Dark, but I think there was one that was called like Scare Acres or something. Oh, fun. And screams. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and um there was a corn theme to it always. And I'm like, wouldn't that be great if Christy had a haunt at her store, like in that back area where you <laughs> was your holding area, you know, for the event? Oh yeah. And you could just have like a haunt and have it be children of the corn theme. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. <laughs> Maybe I, one I, day. I could totally do that. Maybe one day. <laughs> Yeah. Can I, can I tell y'all something from my childhood too? Oh yes. So before yeah. we watched Children of the Corn, since it did come out in '84, um, I mean I knew what it was about, but I just hadn't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, all of us in the neighborhood, since there were cornfields behind our houses, all of us in the neighborhood, all the children, children in the neighborhood, we would play Children of the Corn. Ooh, and what did that entail mean, exactly we had to use imaginations mm -hmm. there was social media mm -hmm. <laughs> we were actually outside playing <laughs> um so yeah we would run around in the cornfields and our the next door neighbor um kid he was um like five years older than me and i had an older sister too so they were friends he actually would chase us with an actual machete what yeah, so we did this, and we just run around the cornfields, and then like, this is what we were doing, and our parents didn't give a shit, and, you know, mm -hmm. and he'd come out, nah, you know, and <laughs> he had an actual machete, and we just thought it was fun. So, yes, I actually did do that as a kid, and that was a lot of fun. So. <laughs> I love it. If I had had a cornfield to, to play in like that, I probably would have done it, too, and we were just yeah, out in I, the cactus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of other kids who had cornfields probably did that, I think, maybe. I don't know. But I was like four or five. I was really young. Oh my God, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you said you used to play Children of the Corn and you did it in quotes, I was like, so what does that entail? You fantasize killing your parents? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, exactly what is this game? <laughs> How you dedicated were you? Trying to kill the younger kids with an actual real machete. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. That seems more fun. <laughs> <laughs>
and now we have social media. So. Yes, and yep. now it's all ruined. Yep. Yeah, except for us, for the adults who reminisce and are like, let's let's do a Children of the Corm haunt. Right? That'd be awesome. Be so I awesome. love that. Girl, yeah. you gotta do it. Oh, no. Um, we have things up our sleeves. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how about some epic lines? This is going to be totally epic. All right. Um... Ladies, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, So, of course, you know, Outlanders, you know, of course, is going to be like everybody's favorite. That's the most popular. So I didn't want to go with that. So I went with um, when Isaac and Malachi are yelling at each other in the cornfield. And I just like the way Isaac talks. And I like when he goes, down on your knees, heretic. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh. I'm like, heretic, (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> and then he just always says stuff like, not, question, not my judgment, Malachi. So just whatever Isaac says is just funny to me. Okay, <laughs> we need the woman. She'll bring the man to us. No, he must be taken without her. We cannot remove her from this place. It is holy. We will bring the Lord too by using one. Not blaspheme, Malachi. You know not the laws. He speaks them only to me. I think not, Isaac. You are the one who's lost favor with them. He's the god of blood and sacrifice, not ceremony. Lie, sacrilege, down on your knees, heretic. Shut your mouth, Isaac. You've grown prideful apart from us. Yeah, so good. Oh, my God. (laughs) That. Yes, that. I love the entire conversation. I just, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so good for the movie. And yeah, his voice is so like unique. It is really unique in this character. Mm-hmm. So, like, Courtney Gaines always sounds like Courtney Gaines, but like John Franklin's voice, and it sounded almost squeaky. I don't even mm-hmm. know how to describe it. So, yeah, I think it's kind of childlike. Yeah. He's supposed to be, what, nine in the short story. So he's kind of childlike, but when we watch it, he's not, you know, he doesn't look like mm-hmm. a child. Right. Except for the fact that he's like five feet tall. Yeah. But he just seems a lot older than the rest of the kids. I don't mm-hmm. know. Does he does. Cool. They're all supposed to be under 18 or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's also supposed to be under 18, but he's very, he's their leader. Yeah. So he has to act like it. Yeah. Right? He has he has that authority mm-hmm. like to him, so it makes him seem like older. But mm-hmm. I, the whole character, Isaac, like I just think he's a fast a fascinating and really interesting character. I love yes. when he talks to you. And we didn't talk about fashion moment, his iconic hat he wears. Mm-hmm. I did have that as a note too. I do like his hat a lot. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Jamie. Okay, um, so there were there were multiple moments I really liked, but I do have like a clear favorite, and uh, Linda Hamilton says it. Um, I'm trying to remember where they were, where, what building they were in, or whatever. But she says like, "What is with this corn?" <laughs> what is it with this corn? because <laughs> that'd be the first thing i said their their car is like filled with corn husks you know yeah. and there's just like corn like in corn debris like everywhere in this in this adultless town so i yeah i just love when she says that 
And to Can answer you, your question, Jamie, they were in a uh, like a like an abandoned uh, look like a diner setting. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, all right. Thank you. I was like, they were inside a building. It was the <laughs> diner. It was somewhere else. But yes, well, they went inside so many abandoned buildings. Yes, they did. It was <laughs> either a diner or a convenience store. I couldn't remember, but I literally just went to that scene to get that line, and I just remembered what it looked like. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you. Um, fun fact about that, guys, is this was shot in four towns, and most of the buildings were already boarded up, vacant, and falling apart. So the only thing they had to do to them, really, was to get permission to use them and corn them up. Because they were already dirty and broken. They, are, they really looked like that. I was listening to the commentary, and dudes like... We really didn't have to do much. We just had to put some corn in it. So it was really destroyed. Oh, it, nice. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's shot in, like, four small towns, and they just, like, spliced them all together. Um, let's see. And also Isaac's house, that was also abandoned, and it was falling apart to the point where it was dangerous. Like, the floorboards were falling through. And that building specifically was being prepared to be demolished. Wow. Just wanted to like, know perfect. Love the yeah. yeah, just wanted to throw that out there since we were talking about it. Because, um, you know, I love me some filming locations as well. Okay, so for me, my epic line, um, I like to call it the no room sermon <laughs> in the beginning, almost the beginning when they're in the car. <laughs> now, this is like a, um, a running theme where Vicky clearly wants some commitment out of Bert and wants to get married. And he's like, nope, I'm good. And they do it in the beginning when she's like, what's your wish? And he says to live happily ever after. And she says, is that a proposal? And he's like, no, it's not. But mm -hmm. then again, just like a few minutes later in the car, they're listening to a sermon on the radio and saying, amen. I spy. I don't lie. Something that begins with the letter C. Corn. Right. Back rows are even less interesting than the highway. Maybe they've discovered music. <laughs> Whoa! But there's no room for the fornicator! Oh! No room for the homosexual! Amen. Peanut butter and white bread. There's no room for the college graduate. No room for people who watch public television. No room for commitment. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> and this, listening to it again just now without actually watching it, Jesse, are you familiar with the guy that stands outside of Target on State Street? preaching with his microphone i've seen and him he, once or twice and, uh, yeah once or twice he's being sarcastic he's there every day since i've moved here okay and his spiel is constantly god does not want you to be a homosexual oh my god. <laughs> and he just says variations of that and literally i've been here 13 years he's been at that same corner at five o'clock every day for 13 years Wow. So, the, do you listen wow. to that just now reminded me of that. 
Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sad existence that that is your purpose that you have found that to yeah. be your purpose in life to uh, you know, <laughs> shame a certain yeah. group of people for thirteen years. Yeah, just for being who they are. In fact, there was a meme that went on Facebook when um, gay marriage became legal. It was <laughs> it was him, and he's like, "This guy's gonna lose his shit tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And oh, of course man. only people who live here and, and are familiar with the downtown area of Chicago would get it, but it was so funny. And mm-hmm. listening to that sermon just now, I'm like, wow, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I mean to give you guys a, a picture, he's not like a homeless guy. He's he's wearing a suit. He has a microphone and a speaker and a hat. He's well dressed. And he's just standing out there preaching to you about not being a homosexual. And I was just, I want to take one of my girlfriends out there and give her a great big smooch right in front of him one day. Mm-hmm. Just because. Just because. Yeah. Any girl, I don't care. Some stranger. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you want to piss somebody off? Let's go. Yeah. Well, well, if um, well, and if Billy's listening, uh, just let just uh, he should know that if if he ever comes to Chicago, I'll totally do that with him too in front of the guy. Just if he's if he's up for it. So just oh, saying. Yes. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could just tag team. I'll take a random girl or yeah, someone that, I can find. That's a great wins. choice of words, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> random girl. Um, and then you could take Billy and we'll just pop up right in front of him and just a great big smooch. Mm-hmm. And, and bonus points for a grope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. I- <laughs> I support this. I support this. <laughs> yeah, Christy, come to Chicago and let's do it. All right. Yeah. I'm from Illinois. I have been there since I was 12. Might as well come back, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Except you know, for a summer. Yeah, except for <laughs> Chicago City proper, <laughs> not Bourbonnet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's where you're from, right? Bourbonnet? Yeah. Bourbonnet. Okay. area, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. These are all great lines. Um, I love them so much. Um, there are not a lot of epic lines in this movie for me, but the ones that I found, I really liked. Um, I probably picked that one because of um, it reminded me of me and Henry. I'm like, when are you going to commit? And he's like, never. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, eventually I'm like, I won. <laughs> won. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some acting, huh? Yeah. Okay. I liked your cast in this a lot. How do you guys feel about them? Love them. I, I like Linda Hamilton in this role a lot. Like I said, I love I love her and I love Vicky and Bert's like relationship mm-hmm. in it. I think they play really well off each other. And the kids were great. Mm-hmm. I love Malachi. Malachi is wonderful, but he's great in like everything. He's so good. Um yeah, I love or, Courtney, Courtney Gaines. Gaines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christy, have you ever met him at a con or anything? No, not yet, but I I would love to. Me too. He's a lot of great names. I love him. I love him so much. Um, we talked about him a lot in Funhouse Massacre when we covered that last uh, October. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done Candy Corn, Camp Coldbrook, which I just saw recently. Um, Hell's Kitty, The Rob Zombie Halloween. Um, also. He has a fun little episode of Diagnosis Murder where he really, really gets to show his acting skills. He's playing like um, a mentally challenged individual. Okay. Or I can't remember if he was mentally challenged or 
physical disability, but it affected his speech as well as his physical mannerisms. And apparently, dude was like, character was faking, right? And he really did commit the murder. Spoiler alert. So he's acting this way the, through the entire show. And then the last five minutes, he comes out of it normal, acting like Malachi, by the way. <laughs> goes, goes nutso. Um, and it's like, well, he's a really, really talented young actor, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that I mentioned that just because of his acting range, you could really see it. He's also in one of my most favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt, which I have talked about before, The House of Horror. Christy, have you seen The House of Horror? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, how many great ca young cast members were in that with Kevin Dillon and oh, Keith Coogan. had somebody. It was great. Yeah, but this one had like so many of those males of the time. Brown Krause from Sleepwalkers. Oh. Um, yeah, we had Courtney, Keith Coogan from, you know, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And as I said, Kevin Dillon. Um, I, and there's so many others, too. So it's such a good cast. It's probably my top one of my top five favorite episodes. Nice. So, You're missing yeah. the movie he was in, though. You Which movie? Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. 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 So he's so good. Um, wasn't he in the burbs too? Yes. Oh so, yeah. yeah. I yeah, love yeah. the burbs. They're great movies. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's definitely one of the ones that I would just love to meet someday. Go to a convention to Me see. Too. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, John Franklin playing Isaac. Um, he's a Chicago boy, Christy. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, he was 23 years old when he did this. Uh. He played Cousin It in The Addams Family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, he was the voice of the walkabout Chucky in Child's Play. And uh -huh. um, Kids Incorporated. That one's for you, Clark, because Clark and I love us some Kids Incorporated. <laughs> Which, uh, Christy, if you don't know, that was like a musical variety show. I, re I remember... I didn't yeah. watch it, but I do remember, and I, I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. I didn't know what was on that, though. Yeah. Um, so many up-and-coming young people were on that, including Jennifer Love Hewitt and Fergie. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, John Franklin also wrote the the uh, the sixth installment, I think, of Children of the Corn, the 666 one. I was about to mention that. Oh, yeah. okay. Have you guys seen that one? Yes, I own that I have one. Not, I uh, like it. I have I not seen that one. You do or you don't like it? I like it. I like it too. Yeah, I, I do own that. I own one, two, and that one. <laughs> or one, two, three, and, and six, six, six. <laughs> I, I own them all because it came in almost all because um, it came in a box set. And yeah, nice. I bought part one alone. And then I have a box set that has like parts two through seven okay mm -hmm. so i own all of those and then okay. i own a, another one um i think it was the remake of it okay but then there's some other ones that i saw on tubi that i don't have the the much more recent ones the very recent ones like the one from two years ago I haven't um seen that one i wasn't fond of it yeah yeah i wasn't it's fond of that one yeah. no but 666, I actually just watched it um, this morning because it's been a really long time since I've seen it. And I loved it. 
again. Like, I thought I liked it, but I wanted to watch it again to make sure I liked it. I freaking love this movie. Jamie, the, the plot, you know I love a good callback, right? Oh, yeah. So the plot is um, Rachel's daughter. Now, Rachel is the character who's pregnant in the church, mm -hmm. um, getting ready to sacrifice her boyfriend, Amos, right? Mm -hmm. yes. um, so Rachel is played by Nancy Allen now. And by the way, they look so much alike. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so Rachel's daughter returns to Gatlin to find out about her past and who she really is. Because she doesn't know who her real parents were or anything. Has a good cast in it. Because I said, like, Nancy Allen. It has Stacey Keach in it. Um, oh, so good. And um, Jamie, are you going to be watching it at some point? Or should I give away a spoiler? I'm going to be watching it now since you both gave it your stamp of approval. Okay. I'm watching it. So and you said John Franklin wrote this one? He wrote this one. Wow. It's okay. Really I'm going to watch good. it. So don't give away the spoilers. Okay. It's really good, but you have to watch it soon because I can't keep the spoiler in. Uh, I'll either watch it today or like in the next couple days. No, but it's super good. I love the end. I love the last 20 minutes of it. It's such a good payoff for me. I think it is too. Yeah, for an original fan of the first two, at least, it's the last 20 minutes is like, no way. So I love when a movie does that, when the last like 20 minutes are really, really good. Okay, I'm watching it. Yeah, girl, you will not be sorry. Just make sure you get a nice big bowl of popcorn to go with it. Yes. <laughs> it's like 666 Isaac Returns, right? Isaac something Returns. like that. Yeah, yeah Return nice. of Isaac. So something yeah. like that. Yeah. They had to have yeah. something to pull you in, you know. But it's so good, girl. I can't wait for you to see it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It and doesn't the, get enough love. It does not. I don't yeah. Any of the Children of the Corps movies get enough love, really, at all. Mm -mm. To be honest. No. It's, it's talked about a lot. And that's crazy right. because this is, like, it has so many sequels. Yeah, it does. So oh, many. Yeah. I lost count after, like, eight. Yeah, it's a huge franchise. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's crazy that it doesn't get enough love because there's obviously a fan base or they wouldn't keep making them. But I don't know, personally know very many people who are the fans of those. So yeah. guys, come out and talk to us because we're fans too. Hmm? Come on, corn people. We want to hear people. from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Deal, played by Archie Armstrong, a veteran actor. Um I mean, he had 184 roles under his belt. He was like the gas station attendant with the dog, mm -hmm. um, Jamie, if you don't know. And um, his first role was in 1954 in Garden of Eden. And then in the 50s and 60s, he did like a lot of Westerns. And then he did things like Heaven Can Wait and Evil Speak with Clint Howard oh. and Dynasty, Predator. He did Friday the 13th the series and, oh, and Warlock Part 2. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's huge. He's a great a guy. Yeah, he lived a really long time. Uh, he died at 95 years old in 2012. Wow. Yeah. So he was great. Um, Linda Hamilton, I grew up with her, not from Terminator. Christy, you might remember this because you're old enough. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, the series. Um, I remember, but I didn't watch it. My mom watched it, so I yeah. watched it. I know what it is. I know it as a pop culture like uh -huh. thing, but I've never seen it. But I know, I know what the beast looks like. Like yeah. I can picture, I can picture that in my head, but I've never seen it. 
And also, a lot of the cast members of Children in the Corn were also in the Beauty and the Beast series as guest stars, including R.G. Armstrong, including John Franklin. So, so yeah, um, I grew up on that one. Um, yeah. Also, I just recently revisited Silent Fall with Richard Dreyfuss. Have you guys seen that one? No. Ooh, no. It, it's also very good. Liv Tyler. Richard Dreyfuss, Linda Hamilton, obviously, and it's about an autistic kid who witnesses a murder. Wow. They, no, I've never seen it. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. In fact, I have a silent fall picture for Richard Dreyfuss to sign if I'm ever back at a convention that he's at. I think he's supposed to be at one of the ones I'm going to this year. So He's going to be here in Vegas. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. But I think he's either going to be in Indy or Atlanta. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Indy. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm good. I have I do have a silent fall picture for him to autograph for that. So I'm nice. ready. Um, Peter Horton plays Bert, and everyone remembers Christy. Everyone of our age remembers him from Thirty Something. <laughs> I didn't watch Thirty Something though. I watched it when I was a little bit older because they show reruns on WGN. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. that. Uh, I didn't watch I it. I, was, seen this one. I think I was probably watching 90210. Oh, you <laughs> like, know I was. <laughs> you know I was watching 90 and Melrose Girl. Place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 30-something was in that, like, um, wheelhouse. Yeah. And uh, he also did Side Out, Fade to Black, which was... Fade to Black. So good. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Christy, here's a funny story. Um, we just did a live stream. Okay. And guess who popped into our chat? Andrew Fay. <laughs> Someone I haven't heard from for like a year. And he told us that we have to, to cover Fade to Black. Oh, did he now? He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I'm like, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> it's a great movie. I love Fade to Black. It's a great movie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so... We got to watch that, and he was in that. Now, Peter Horton is also a director of 25 projects, including New Amsterdam, Grey's Anatomy, The Shield, Once and Again, 30-something, and he wrote the show American Odyssey. So he's done things in, like, all three fields of the industry, which is so cool. Yeah, very cool. Let's see here. Job, played by Robbie Krieger. Um some of these children, most of these children did not have a lot in their um, credits. Like he had done great, Greatest American Hero and One Day at a Time and Monster Squad. And that's kind of it. That adorable little girl who plays Sarah, her name was Anne Marui uh, McAvoy. And she was in Full House and then also reprised her role in Fuller House, which is cool. Oh. And uh, in Full House. Um, she was a reoccurring, kind of like Nico Hughes was, but I can't remember her exact um, yeah. plot points, you know. But no, she just kept popping up. Oh, I always watched that, and I liked The Fuller House. I thought that was a good show, too. I just It know. was. It was. Yeah, so she came back and reprised her role. She's also did Mr. Belvedere and Home Free from 1988 with Jonathan Brandis. And Invitation to Hell, which, I mean, I love that name. 
<laughs> right? I don't know what it is. But I want to see it now. <laughs> I got to see it just because of the name. I haven't seen that, and it's West Craven. Is that West Craven? I don't know. I'm looking at a picture right now, and it says West Craven's Invitation to Hell. Well, we are going to be doing West Craven Month. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. put that on the list. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, the little kid who gets hit by the car. He's playing. His name was. Um, character name was joseph his real name was jonas marlowe and he only did uh, like three things he did starman and hotel so he he didn't do very much after this um rachel is played by julie magdalena and she has been doing mostly voiceovers basically since forever she has 145 voiceover credits oh, wow, wow. Yeah, including before Children of the Corn. So she has very few on-screen credits where you actually see her. She is a master voiceover artist. Wow. Yeah. No, right? Amos is played by John Philbin. And he was in Return of the Living Dead. Which we've really got to do sometime, guys. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun. Um, And too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh. Point Break, uh, Tombstone, oh. mm. Zombie Farm, the guys, Christy, the perfect house with Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierston. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Okay. It's just, that's all I'm going to say. I have it on DVD and it's interesting. <laughs> but that could it mean so many things. Okay. <laughs> It was very, very cool to see them back together again, though. Aww. So that was nice. Um, oh, and The Killing Jar with uh, Brett Cullen. I love me some Brett Cullen. That's from 1997. Um, now, the last credit I have listed is Mitch Carter, who plays the radio preacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's done, like, Perfect Strangers and First Power. And Tour of Duty, Freddy's Nightmares, Savage Streets, and um, as well as many, many, many voiceovers. I also loved going back to the Children of the Corn 666 that they brought him back for the, I don't know if it was him or just the sound alike, but they had the Radio Radio Preacher back. Remember? Christy? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It might be the same guy. Yeah. Radio Preacher makes a cameo. In 666. Just just another reason to watch 666. Yeah, just another callback, guys. You're going to love it. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited for Jamie. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. All right. Yeah, that's about all I have on the cast. I love them. Unfortunately, a lot of the other children were not credited at all. Mm -hmm. When I was listening to the commentary, they they were saying things like, oh, well, one of those kids is so-and-so and and one of those kids is so-and-so. But since they weren't credited, I didn't know which one they were or if that was true. They even said one of those kids was Renee O'Connor from Xena. Oh. So I'm not sure if this is true, but that is what they said. You know, it would be a fun rumor to start about oneself to say, hey, I was one of the kid extras in Children of the Corn when I was a kid. 
Good point. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, because, you know, what, how, how are they going to... You could be anybody. Yeah, how are they going to disprove it? You know, I'm like, well, prove me wrong. You yeah, know? <laughs> I didn't have any credits, so they can't tell you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, special effects. Pew, pew. <laughs> All right, I I um I just had like wow what an explosion, <laughs> right? And um I love it when plants attack. Same. <laughs> and that's really I mean, that's kind of all I had for the effects. I really liked like the parting of the corn. That was fun. Yeah. I was going to say the corn, the way that the corn moves mm -hmm. when the corn is kind of grabbing, um, grabbing him uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And the way the ground is rolling, you know, like, mm -hmm. like a worm kind of thing. Like, like Freddy <laughs> worm coming up in part three. Yeah. Almost mm -hmm. like tremors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tremors of the corn. Does Stephen King have a thing like that? Like he had a thing for grounds. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know? Good question. <laughs> right? What's up with you in that ground, huh? Right? <laughs> You'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um we have two people on two people on effects here. Wayne Beach Champ, who is crazy um experienced, like so many, so many credits in all genres, including like the strangers pray at night. And Duress, the Bloody Valentine 3D version, Freddy versus Jason, Stage Ghost, Children of the Corn, part one, three, four, and five. Oh, wow. I don't know what about part two, but uh, Phantasm, part three, Return to Horror High, Fade to Black again, also The Exorcist, part two. And just because it's fun, Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of good movies there. So many good movies. Um, the other guy who was in effects only did uh, Pray for Death and this. His name was Eric Ramsey. But, I mean, the effects are great. Yeah, I think so, too. Agreed. Uh, like, the even just, like, just the blood was effective. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of blood, but it was effective. So. Yeah, let let's talk about the um, <laughs> let's talk about the final kind of special effects moment <laughs> with like <laughs> with the reveal and as Summer put it, like rocketed into the sky. Is that how you put it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That very memorable. Cool. Yeah, very memorable. <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't actually recall that. I could be wrong. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't recall that as part of the original story, so I wonder how they thought of that. Oh, they just thought it was cool. They just had to put more stuff they're, in They're there. like, we got to get rid of Isaac and then bring him back. How can we do this? Just throw him into the air. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, he's on a cross. <laughs> it's just kind of, kind of iconic. I really loved, you know, moving right into cinematography. I really love the cinematography of that part, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you, the, time, the whole ending was great oh yeah I mean the explosion and everything like that um, 
again the cinematography of the corn parting and also all the angles of the looking through of the branches and the trees and the corn i've always loved things like that we talked about that in um not april fool's day um killer party um mm -hmm. i talked about how i always love a good like shot where there's a camera looking through branches yeah i like that too mm -hmm. so this one was a camera looking through corn of course. <laughs> corn's point of view. <laughs> oh, the, yes, the corn's Ooh. point of view. Um, the, our cinematographer for this one was Raul Loomis. He did the Diary of Ellen Rimbauer. Have you guys seen that? It's the yes. se no. sequel to Rose Red or prequel, uh -huh. rather. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's a, it was a novel. Um, after Rose Red came out, Stephen King wrote um, a companion piece, like a prequel. And it was called The Diary of Ellen Rimbauer, based on the diary that they mentioned in Rose Red. Both need Blu-ray. Hell yeah. Rose Red and uh, The Diary. Both of them. Yeah. Both I spectacular. I love Rose Red. I do, too. And I don't think that was a book. Like, no. I, don't, I don't think that was one of his stories. Movie. Yeah, it was just a movie. Uh, yeah. Has Jamie seen Rose Red? I have not actually seen Rose Red. Oh, girl, Jamie, you have homework. Rose you Red. Have homework, homework. I have so much homework. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jamie, um, you know I love me some Julian Sands. <laughs> oh, I, I know this. I know this well. Yes, <laughs> girl. <laughs> yes. So I was so excited to see our man Julian in Rose Red, being his char charming, charming Julian self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love oh. him. Mm. You gotta have some time because it's like four hours, right? It four is. Hours? Yeah. Yeah, hours. it's it's four hours, but uh -huh. it's not it's not his longest miniseries at all. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll it's watch worth it. it. It's it's so worth it, okay. especially since if you like like house, like haunted house type situations. You're I love haunted it. house. I love haunted house movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the actors you probably know and something else too. Oh yeah, Nancy Travis awesome. is in it, and oh, so many, so many good good actors in that um do you guys have anything else to add on the cinematography or effects um, i do i will say i really like the shot where um the kids are all kind of in a sitting in a circle and isaac is like mm. preaching to them i will mm -hmm. say i just i noted that scene i really liked like how that scene was shot mm -hmm. but yeah overall i liked the cinematography of this a lot yeah yeah, it's all very good. It's it's very simple too. Like and also the cinematography we talked about it already in that opening kill massacre scene. Mm -hmm. It's so effective and it makes you think you're seeing things that you're not actually seeing and that's kind of genius. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm Makes it more spooky, more creepy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um let's do some music, huh? <laughs> Okay, so first off, those orchestrations. How creepy is that children's chorus? I know, right? I love it. Perfect. I love it. That's my favorite part of the music. It's definitely like the creepy children's chorus. Mm -hmm. I actually, I was telling Jamie this earlier. I have a playlist on my iPod. It's about 17 hours long, and it's all um, horror scores and stuff. 
and children of the corn is on there too and it's just so awesome it's gotta be it's so it's so creepy and spooky and it's religious-esque yeah it's almost like angelic so it should be good and comforting but it's not it's really horrible is it like a big choir did that i wonder i don't know i would like to know it almost sounds like a, a sm- it almost sounds like a small choir that they oh, yeah. you know yeah no yeah. so it. it was yeah it was just, just it was almost like poltergeist almost like with the little children's voices mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. always effective like children mm-hmm. like kind of chanting that yeah. always is effectively creepy and kind of cool yeah mm-hmm. um we had three mainstream songs in this one um we had foot stomping by uh aaron collins and that's what was playing on the kids record player i love foot stomping because it's in hairspray (laughs) (laughs) and then we have runaway by del shannon and i like that one as well and then we had school is out sung by our girl uh linda hamilton originally performed by gary u.s bonds in 1961 i actually i like the scene it kind of makes me chuckle but it's one of my favorite scenes no in honor of this no. special occasion no. we have a birthday mm-hmm. serenade a one a two a one two three four no more books <laughs> and studies now i can stay out late with my buddies i can do And don't have to worry about teachers And I'm so glad that school is out I could sing and shout School is out Everybody gonna have some fun Everybody gonna jump and run Come on the people, don't you be late I've just got time to take my girl <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love the you wacko part. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I enjoy the song. I always have actually enjoyed the song. And I love that she's just making an idiot out of herself and loving every minute of it. And that makes me happy because I'm too shy to make an idiot out of myself in front of Henry. (laughs) I would do it with you guys, all three of you all. But with him, I'm like, no, you'll laugh at me. (laughs) but if you guys laugh at me it's like a compliment you know but when he laughs at me i'm like (laughs) like that like no so i love the entire scene because i wish i could could do that sort of thing in front of my fella but i like the song it makes me it makes me want to jive and i love the 50s and the 60s so oh yeah so yeah and also like i said it's one of my favorite scenes for some weird reason but she really didn't want to do that song and dance at all she felt really dumb doing it and she didn't yeah she <laughs> felt really really dumb doing it but they're like no do it and i'm glad she did i'm <laughs> glad she did the opposite too. on that yeah not when a I was watching it that was like my only scene in the movie that they could have just cut out and i would have been good with it like i hated it I wanted to shut up. <laughs> the song's cool, but I don't know. I don't know why that bothered me so much. Now that I'm older and I look back, now I just sit and laugh at it. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I was like, just shut up, woman. 
Oh, this is your this is your kid self talk. No, I just didn't like that little part. So that, that that's <laughs> no, adult self loves it. And I don't think my kid self had an opinion either way. I did. Yeah, I think my kid <laughs> self just watched, just was watching it for the kills. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kills and the corn. Yeah, right. yeah. But I don't think my kid self really cared about the song, but my adult self loves it. <laughs> ah. Can I add something else that I wrote down too for notes? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you noticed, and I never like paid attention to this before or like really thought about it, but when um, the the lead actor, see again, I can't remember names. Um, when he's running in the town and he's running away from the the kid, the kids, and he just trips and falls. And I was like, oh. So he trips and falls. Usually it's a girl that trips and falls in all the movies, but they yeah. have trip and fall. I'm like, why do they even have to put that in there? <laughs> and Henry actually mentioned that. Henry is like, oh my God, this yeah. is a white person thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a white girl thing. It is a white person thing. So funny. I just thought I, it never clicked until I watched this last night. And I was like, oh my God, he just trips and falls like stupid. Mm-hmm. Like a girl normally doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like face plants. Boom. Yeah. All right, guys. Aging. How well has this movie aged? Well, I'll say that <laughs> I, I think this movie is kind of like a classic and it'll always be a classic. Uh-huh. Um, I think it definitely it definitely feels it, de- it wasn't made yesterday. No. <laughs> it definitely it definitely has like an age to it, but um it's classic and I think it like holds up even mm-hmm. though like you can especially with like the CGI kind of stuff that happens at the end <laughs> with the rocketing and everything. Um you can definitely tell, but um, <laughs> it's classic and it'll always I think like people will always enjoy it. And it's Stephen King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything Stephen King. Almost almost anything Stephen King I am yeah. on board with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. agree with yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> um, the twist. No, the twist. That's not an idea. That's a twist. Twists. All right. Um, for me, in my head, I wrote down that. Isaac returns after being shot up into the sky because I don't expect him to come back. <laughs> True. Yeah. And that there really is a man who walks behind the rose because I thought that was just like a myth. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is an actual thing and the corn is parting and there's something in the ground and oh dear, this isn't good at all because I just thought these kids were whack jobs. <laughs> Re- religious fanatics, right? Yep. So... Yeah, so that was, in my head, that was a twist. And I had another one that I didn't write down, and I now can't remember. So you guys can go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, the ending? Yeah, I was going to say the ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the girl who pops out of the car. Yeah. I literally wrote, um, hold on, in my notes. I, I laughed a few times, like, rereading my notes on this one. I think I just wrote, um, there's a corn child in there, dude. <laughs> oh this is and then cool. i wrote the end <laughs> but the end. you know yeah but it's it really because it's not because there's many more sequels right, right. 
That's also a very cool thing now that I'm thinking about it because that same corn child was the corn child in 666 as an adult, mm -hmm. right? So you kind of get to see what happens to her. So that's that's also fun. I like that. All right. I, I did not. That was like a very scary moment, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think the whole movie, there wasn't really any scary moments, except for when all of a sudden she pops up in the back seat. Yeah. And that happens. It's like, oh, shit, there's another one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just totally. like those crazy kids just popping up out of nowhere. <laughs> it's kind of what I say in my daily life when I run into a child. Oh, shit, there's another one. <laughs> all right the pacing on this movie you know just how i like it an hour and a half in and out it's good yeah 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 it gets it's gets right off to like a really fast like exciting mm -hmm. start i mean that diner scene that opens up the movie mm -hmm. is a fabulous way to launch into Children of the Corn. So mm -hmm. I thought I thought the pacing was really good on this one. And as I said before, I really love the narration in the diner scene, just telling you exactly what's going on in case you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right? Agreed. Yeah. And it sets up all your characters without having to explain who they are. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, scary rating? How scary? We don't get scared of too much, do no. we? <laughs> no, no we don't. You know, um, I'm not. I'm not typically freaked out by like um, horror movies that feature children as kind of like the 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 villain. Um, they don't usually scare me. There's a couple exceptions. I will say, however, um, you know, I think this movie does effectively like make kids creepy. Mm -hmm. um, the kids are creepy. There are some kind of like creepy moments. I do think when Malachi and the other boys take Linda Hamilton, like take Vicky, that's kind of mm -hmm. scary because mm -hmm. that's like multiple like teenagers, boys yeah. or whatever against one. Like mm -hmm. they're going to get you. Like, yeah. The thing is, is yeah, some of them are children, children, right? But there's enough of them. Yeah. They yeah. gang up on you. And the thought is kind of scary of like kids being your attackers. You know what I mean? But I mean, this movie doesn't like scare me now. When I saw moments of it as a kid, it, it scared me a little bit, I think, but mm -hmm. not so much now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Like like I said before, I don't think it's like real, real scary. Just that little pop-up ending of her at the very ending, I thought was like the, the scary moment in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Totally. But doesn't, doesn't it kind of make religion a little bit scary though? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. I love that line, if we could play it real quick, of the, um, it was on my list for epic lines, but it's where they're saying, like, so what do you mean as it is written? Hold the outlander! Silence, interloper. Your presence does profane this holy place. He will reckon with you. That's terrific. I don't know who he is, but maybe he'd like to discuss the medical side of what's going on here with me. It's as it should be. Amos! It's as it is written. He is an unbeliever. So what do you mean, as it is written? Written where? What, in this? Are you rewriting the whole thing or just the parts that suit your needs? Yeah, I really like that scene. 
Because, I mean, it's kind of what some religions like to represent themselves. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, it's one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, really. That just that entire, yeah, the entire scene of, what do you mean, as it is written? So, in this, are you rewriting the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else? What were we talking about? We were talking about scary. scary. Yeah, so it makes religious scary. Um, gate big being ganged up on by massive amounts of children always scary. But we've talked about this before in other episodes. I'm afraid of being stranded in the middle of nowhere with no cell phones and now and no cell phone service and. Obviously, that wasn't even a thing back then, but it is now. But there aren't is not going to be any cell phone service in the middle of this cornfield, right? Mm -hmm. no. So, same thing with you know, the hills have eyes and stuff. My biggest fear is like being stranded in the middle of nowhere with no way to call for help and get your car fixed and get the hell out of there and like dying from heat stroke. All those things could happen yeah. in in this community. Yeah, any community, any. And when you're taking a road trip, that's I don't like taking road trips and going through rural areas. You know, things happen to your car, and then you're really fucked. So, like in Cujo, that too. Mm. Yeah, not, not a fan. Not a fan mm. of being stranded. No. <laughs> so that's the scariest part, not the kid part, but the but the car breaking part. <laughs> No, that is scary. Yeah. That would right. be a very scary situation to be in. Like putting your shoes, it's like that would that would be a terrifying situation if it happened to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's pretend the kids are gone and their car their car just is broken because all the corn is in it now and they don't know how it got there. Let's say the kids never ever appear, but they can't get out. They're stuck in that town of nothing. That's scary. They come out as zombie kids. Ooh. I think mm -hmm. I like that. That's a, now that's a plot twist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> All righty. Um, <laughs> Why anybody doing that? <laughs> right. So I talked mainly about the um, the book story in the beginning. What do you guys think of the movie story? Well, I mean, I like it. It's good. <laughs> But now that you told me about the book story, I really want to see that made now too, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they made a remake of this, and I wish they just went there. Yeah. You know, just went there. So, but I mean, I like the story okay. I do. Yeah, it's it's something that's a little different. Like, again, I think it's kind of like iconic and classic. Um, it's definitely got that like... Stephen King kind of brand of storytelling mm -hmm. and it's different. I like it. Again, ch children don't necessarily like uh, scare me in a horror movie. I don't typically think of them as like a horror movie villain or, um, you know, antagonist, but I do like to see it occasionally. So yeah, I like the story, but I would like to see the dark version too. And Jamie, you talked about the Stephen King like brand of type story of storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if any of you caught this, um, but you know, the next town up is Hemingford, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same town that they're all drawn to in the stand. 
Oh, yep. There's a lot of like locations that pop up in multiple Stephen King stories. And I like connect movies some in a little yeah. bit. Little Easter mm-hmm. egg. Yes. So if you're a fan and you've actually read the books or seen some of the movies, then then you can pick up on this sort of thing. And it's really fun all the time, especially it's especially fun when the stories are not in Maine, like this one mm-hmm. in, in, in Nebraska. There yeah. are those two stories so that that have a Nebraska theme to it. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Overall movie rating. And the winner is. Uh See, thing is, with this one for me, guys, I like since I like part two so much more. Like, I'm looking at this in like the Leprechaun scale, Jamie, where I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie as a standalone, but since I'm comparing it to part two, I'm like, it's got to go down now. <laughs> part two is really solid. Yeah, you know, I think I'm giving it like a a four, maybe four and a cornstalk. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, part two is going to be so much higher for me, which is crazy. But, like, I like it. I'll still watch a part four, but I always end up watching part two more often. By choice, not because it's on TV, but I'll put in the DVD. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go with a four on this one. How about Christy? Yeah. I'm going to go with seven. Seven, okay. I'm giving it a seven because of... Again, you know, it's something I grew up with, so it's a little bit of a nostalgia thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a classic, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a staple. It should be a staple in anybody's horror movie collection, or mm-hmm. or at least watching yeah, mm-hmm. the movie. Um, I do like part two a little bit better. I'm, I'm with you on that, Summer. So yeah, it doesn't get like a nine or a ten because of that, um, and it it doesn't get any higher too because. Yes, it's a classic. It's Stephen King. It's a staple, but it kind of a little bit can be boring. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody else agrees with that. Well, but, it's like when he's exploring the town and stuff, and yeah, I mean, it's just really happening. Basic. Yeah, that's kind of just a basic movie. The kids mm-hmm. born and killing, and there you go. So <laughs> it doesn't get you know a nine or a ten because of that. It, 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 I, I, I have had people say that they that I talked to, um, there have been some people said they think that children porn is boring altogether and they just don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. But, so. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that's, that's maybe also why it's a little bit on the lower side for me as well. I don't think it's completely boring. It still keeps my interest. It's, I still watch it. I still love it. Yeah. But it, yeah, there, there is a little bit of lag sometimes where there's not enough um, kids corner killing. Right. <laughs> I do, and again, I think that you've explained the the short story. Mm-hmm. I think if we would have gotten that, and it would have been a whole lot darker. Yeah, and maybe it would have been even better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I um, you know, I think I'm gonna give this one like a six and um one Malachi um to go along <laughs> with that. A six and a Malachi. Um, you know, that's a person, not an object. <laughs> Okay, um, a six and a Malachi height cornstalk. Um, yeah, so um, it's like six and a knife or something. It's, it's, it's like that's a person, not an object. I said a Malachi. <laughs> There's only one though. Um, I you know it gets that it gets that score for me. I like the 
this movie, but it's not, it, and it's a classic movie. I agree that like everybody should watch it at some point. Um, and I do have like young memories of this movie, like seeing parts of it, maybe not even the whole movie, but like seeing parts of it and being mm-hmm. like creeped out by it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have like an like an ounce of nostalgia for it. But it's it's not one of those it's it's not one of those movies that I like watch over and over and over yeah. again because like I love every moment of it. So mm-hmm. good movie, but yeah, just more like middle of the road for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. And if I was comparing this, like, not if I'd not seen any other Children of the Corn movies, I probably would have given it closer to a five or a six. But because I like the second one so much more and I may even I don't want to say it. Do I like 666 more? I think I might actually. I really do. I think I might like 666 even more. Um, Not more than part two. Not more than part two, but I think I like it more than this one. But you can't have 666 without this one. This makes no sense. You have to have this story first to get 666. So... You know, this one, it really, it grew. If it, it was the seed that grew this whole series, you know. <laughs> seed that grew the corn. It really put child killers on the map, though. And, and totally. Children killer movies on the map. Even though there were tons of other movies before. But yeah. it's always thinks children killers, children the corn. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, probably because there's so many of them, right? Yeah. But also, I mean, what came before this? Village of the Damned, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, was the Bloody children birthday. before this? Bloody Birthday? Was that before this? Yes. Okay, yeah, so Bloody Birthday, but not a lot of people have Those heard of Bloody are... Birthday. Ooh. And there, But there's also not very many of them. Right. There's a few. Yeah. There's a few in Bloody Birthday. A few yeah. bad ones. But there are not a lot. It's just like four. Mm-hmm. This so, is a whole pack of them. Yeah, this is a whole pack. Well, that's a whole pack, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the day yeah. there was another movie I watched not too long ago on Tubi, and now I can't even remember the name of it. Jesus, I hate that. But I was like, oh wow, it's a bunch of killer kids that I didn't even know this movie existed. It was from like early seventies. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I oh, wish wow. I could... so was it good? I name of it right now, but I know it was. It was on Tubi. I've been on a Tubi kick lately, <laughs> and oh. watching seventies movies lately. Same. You know I'm a tubi addict. But it was kids, and I was surprised by it. And I was like, oh, wow. It was like 70 or 71. It was real early 70s. It was good. You enjoyed it? Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of it, though. Well, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Let us know when you figure it out so we can watch it. Yeah. (laughs) You'll remember at 3 o'clock in the morning and send us a text. You're like, I just remembered. Yeah. Yep. That's always, always how it happens. All right, I have a few more fun facts. This okay. is your opinion. It's a fact. Let's see here. Um, a lot of this stuff I have already mentioned, mm-hmm. except for, oh, not only did they use real corn, they also used polyurethane corn. <laughs> so we had a mixture of real corn and fake, fake. corn. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, and little Easter egg guys, I told you that this story was in Night Shift, the book, right? On the dashboard of Vicky and Bert's car, there is a copy of Night Shift. That's what it was. I was trying oh, so hard to figure out what the book was. Me too. 
There you go. You're welcome. Thank you, Summer. Yeah. So little Easter egg for yeah. you, you know? So yeah. I, I was trying to figure it out. Box. And I was like, what is the book? There's the Kleenex box and the book. Yep. <laughs> yep. Same. I was trying to figure it out. I paused it even and I was trying Me to figure too. it out. I could not read so, it. No, <laughs> if they had just read this book, they may have been able to save themselves. <laughs> yeah. Read what's on your dashboard, folks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it might help you in the situation you're about to enter. Mm hmm. <laughs> okay. It is shout out time. First of all, of course, of course, we have to shout out our fantastic guest, owner of Nightmare Toys, soon to be Nightmare Cafe, the restaurant and bar, right? Uh, Miss Christy Adams. What new and exciting things can you tell us about in Nightmare Toys? Um, well, um, we we will actually be starting a podcast here soon. Ooh, so exciting. It'll be the entire crew. It's not just going to be like me or one other person. It's going to be everybody. I want everybody to start getting to know my employees and the entire Nightmare Toys crew. That's nice. So that's going to be a good way so to do exciting. it. So exciting. Yeah, and that's going to be fun. Um and it'll be a video podcast, so you'll be able to see oh, us too. That's so cool. While we're doing it. Um, so that's going to happen. And then, you know, the cafe, hopefully we'll be opening like June, July. Um, <laughs> that'll be happening. I'll have signings. We're going to start doing signings every single month. Um, or at least like every eight weeks, we'll have a mm -hmm. signing. Like usually it'll be like one or two people, depending mm -hmm. on who it is. So yeah, because it's not like a big, you know, convention hall. You don't yeah, have no. room. A lot of people. Yeah. No, because I mean that was that was huge when mm -hmm. you were with us for Kane and Danielle. That was really huge. Well, it was Kane so, and Danielle, so yeah, right. So um yeah. <laughs> That's happening. What else is happening? Um we just dropped we did just drop a new video on our YouTube channel of the crew. It's an interview of everybody if everybody would like to get to know everybody. Oh, that's so, so cool. Nice. Go on there. So that's fun to get to know everybody. <laughs> that's really about it right now. We're just busy doing all that and just trying to, you know, and then the conventions and stuff. We'll get back doing all that next year. But, you know, this year we just got Days of the Dead here in Vegas and Texas yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you have to travel so far for conventions, it's not really worth it right now because of, the limited crowds and you got to have all you have all your travel expenses and you got to cart all sure. your merchandise out and so where you might normally be with us in chicago at some point um it's not it's not even worth it to, in the pandemic i hate wearing the mask all day long it's the worst like yeah, yeah. i've seen people totally. smile and yeah. have a good time you know yeah. And then you got to take pictures. Oh, do you want to do the math? You want not want to do the math. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It is, <laughs> I know. It's, it's the worst. It is the worst. Most of the most of the celebrities are cool with removing their mask for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's really neat. It, right. Um but but yeah, cuz I'm not I paid for a picture with a mask on for I think um CJ Graham and Warrington Gillette in Indy just because it was it was just funny because I wanted to have this like memento of this crazy convention I went to in the pandemic when we all had to wear a mask. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. So, to look at 20 years from now. Remember the stupid time when we all had to wear the mask <laughs> yeah. and we still went to a con and it was great. And yeah, so I I did and I wanted to buy like their machete and stuff. So I bought the machete and had an autograph. So and that came with a photo. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll do the the pictures just for that purpose. Um mm-hmm. but now that I've I've got that under my belt. I've got a couple of con photos with without the mat with the mask on. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna pay for a photo with a mask. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. And hopefully Henry and I are gonna try to go to Days of the Dead Vegas next year, Christy. So yeah. I'd love to as well. Yes, y'all gotta get out here. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> and I'm definitely yes. going to push for Days of the, not Days of the Dead, a Vegas trip for um, my birthday in December to see Miss Christy Adams at Nightmare Toys. And hopefully we'll have the signing that weekend too. That'll be like perfect. Yeah. If you have a signing that weekend, it'd be the best way to spend yeah. my birthday. It seriously would be. And I don't know if, if um, Jamie's not doing anything. Um, maybe she wants to come to it's Vegas. Not far from me. <laughs> if Jesse's not doing I would love to, to. maybe Girl. Jesse wants to wants to come to Vegas. <laughs> you have a horse themed drink road trip, anybody? A restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, and your restaurant will be open then. <laughs> Christy, I gotta have my birthday party at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Yes. After your event, I gotta have the party at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll so get Drew to come. You know, Drew's always a good time. Yes, Drew he was so him. cool. Drew from the director of Pool Party Massacre. Drew Marvick. Yeah, yes. fun. Oh, he's so adorable. He's such a nice guy. He's working on a movie right now too, I believe. Yeah. If you don't follow him on Instagram, I I highly recommend everybody to follow him on Instagram because he's just his posts are so much fun and so positive <laughs> every single day. So. I think I follow him on Instagram, but I know we're friends on Facebook. So I love his Facebook stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he probably does the same on both. Yeah, sure. Guys. I love Drew. Shout out, Drew. Pool Party Massacre. And I'm supposed to be in Pool Party Massacre, too, whenever he gets started on that. Oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) Dude. Dude. (laughs) I want to be in Pool Party Massacre Part 2. No fair. Oh, another thing I'd like to mention, um, Nightmare Toys and Fright Rags are sponsoring the Valentine Bluffs fan film. Yes. Oh. Following that, follow them. I'm very excited about that. Chuck Ryan, he is a really great cosplayer Mm -hmm. minor in it. Um, And we're very excited to be a sponsor with Fright Rags with this movie because there's not a lot of, you know, fan films out there for My Bloody Valentine. No. This is actually going to be a direct sequel to the original movie. Like, their synopsis is amazing. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Totally wow. Had done the movie, you know, in a big studio. Mm-hmm. It could totally work what they're doing. So I'm very excited about Nightmare Toys. Excited to be a sponsor of that. So. Oh, that's very. Yeah, because you so don't cool. sponsor. You don't. You personally don't sponsor hardly anything. So if you put yourself, your guys in the store behind it, then it's got to be good. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. And I love Chuck. Chuck is amazing. Yeah, uh, Chuck is a master cosplayer. Yes, he is. Like he's, I get I get pictures with Chuck at conventions and I don't even know great. that it's him until he'll maybe like pop up on the picture comments. That's me. Oh my god. 
Wow. And now he's on a shirt. <laughs> right, Rags is doing their shirts. You know, I, I posted my pictures of the shirts not too long ago. So the shirts are super um, cute. Yeah, he's on a, he's on a shirt now. I'm like, oh, he's on a shirt. I'm on a shirt. <laughs> Y'all are on a shirt. We're all on shirts. We're all yeah. On <laughs> okay. Next up, we have our producer Jesse. Outlander. <laughs> How's That's him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <perfect>. Interloper. <laughs> oh, I should have got that one too. I didn't even think about it. Oh, for next perfect. time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely for Children of the Corn too. I will have the interloper ready to go. <laughs> well, these are such, those two lines are such iconic lines in the horror in general. It could work with anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I have oh, yeah. I have plenty of space on my computer to keep them. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse's our wonderful producer, and he works so hard to put out the best show for us every week. And we love you. Thank you so much. Well, and I and right back at you, and it's a pleasure to do it. First off, I wanted to say uh, um, I am one thousand percent down for going to Vegas uh, with you guys. Whoop, so whoop. yeah, we, we'll, we'll we will talk. But yeah, like <laughs> as you were as you were saying, like maybe Jesse would like. There's never a maybe when it comes to me with Vegas. The only thing that would be keeping me would be basically like the inability to. But uh, but yeah, the desire is always there. Um, I, I I love being in Vegas. But that being said, um, um, it's it's it'd be great to finally see uh, um, Christie's store in person because I've seen so many uh, awesome pictures, but like the interior, some of the stuff that you've been like promoting, and I'm like, I would love to just wander around your store for like. A couple hours Same. and just just see all of the awesome things that you're selling. So, Same. so it's definitely on my to do list the next time I'm in Vegas. So definitely will be happening. Good. Um, so so well, if it's for December, then yeah, no reason to absolutely, yeah, no, and 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 I'm and I'm very much looking forward to it. So so you know, thanks for the opportunity, and thanks to all of you listeners out there for your tremendous support. And a reminder that we can be found wherever you can find podcasts. You can also follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and just want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror, where you can access our entire back catalog, which currently has over a month's worth of unheard episodes. Mm-hmm. And in addition, you will be permanently entered into a regular drawing for a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt that we will announce every month during our monthly live stream. We'll have fan participation in our live stream killer trivia duel, where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merch, and if you want to check out our entire our entire catalog to see all the wacky things we can put our awesome logo on, just follow <laughs> the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse, and special shout out to Daryl Hook, who became our Patreon supporter. Woo woo! Thank you, Daryl. We really appreciate <laughs> Thank you. it, and because he was our um, newest one, and he won our uh drawing obviously for our last live stream his shirt has been ordered and it was just notified yesterday that it is shipped so soon he will have his very own dolls of horror shirt and he's like wow really i said oh yeah Yeah. well i wasn't doing it to get a shirt (laughs) it was just very sweet i love daryl no he's a nice guy i can't wait to meet him in person one day 
And he got engaged in my store. <laughs> he did, and I had serious engagement envy. <laughs> like, damn it, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> was no, it was so great. When those pictures went up and he was on bended knee in front of your mural of the horror characters and and his lady friend was there, and it was just like, oh, that is the best <laughs> well, i was trying to video uh -huh. video that okay let's just say mm -hmm. i'm trying to video it and it's sweet and i'm just like oh this is so great and this homeless guy just walks in just walks right in, just stands right there and just stares at me and i'm just, and I'm just like oh my god here i'm having this great video of this happening and this man just standing there and i'm sitting there doing this with my hand like Ooh. <laughs> oh my god oh my god Wow, the timing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's so funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Moments that can't be planned. I know, right? <laughs> yep. Oh. Um, our few other shout-outs. We got a shout-out, Clark, of course, our amazing artist who does our logos and art. And he gave me so much shit uh, yesterday for, um, for getting him. <laughs> when we were doing Karis Hell and oh no apparently I said who else do we need to shout out am I forgetting anybody and he's like gee thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's exactly how I felt and then I'm like I was really tired and I can just wait until the next episode that, I was really hungover for that one <laughs> But, um, Jamie, you forgot to. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> no. So, Clark, double shout out to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> because, double. no, Clark is We're sorry. Yes, Clark is seriously the best. And I can't believe I forgot about Clark because he does so many amazing, amazing things for us. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I, I am know. an asshole. I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm an asshole too. <laughs> If you want, I can Frankenstein you saying, like, in the last episode when you for forgot, can just be like, I would like to thank Clark also. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I could do that if you want. That would actually be brilliant. <laughs> no, that would, yes. be, that would be disingenuous, but yes. <laughs> it would be only for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but double shout out to Clark. Um, if you need anything commissioned, yes. he's available for work and he's great to work with. So please reach out. We also have a couple of other podcast shout outs. First, um, it's a horror podcast. Our podcast mentors still doing their thing. So that's exciting. And then um, Christy, your your store manager's podcast, the um, Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. Yeah. yeah. With with Brian and Daryl and, and Kate. And Kate. Yep. Yes. So please go <laughs> check them out. And if you want to see Brian in person, he can be found at Nightmare Toys. Yes. <laughs> and I and he'll be doing the Nightmare Toys podcast too. <laughs> awesome. Well, he's, he's very well versed in podcasting. Because yeah. he did the podcast that you guys did a long time ago. Yeah. With yeah. some other folks. So yeah. that's how I got to know honestly that's how i like got to know him was like listening to that podcast right and i already knew you right. and you were the only reason i started listening to the podcast i'm like oh christy has a podcast cool i'll listen and i'm like this this brian string guy he's pretty cool yeah. you know mm -hmm. so yeah 
So it was because of that show. I'm like, I like, I like these two. Yeah. <laughs> we like you too, Summer. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Lady, you're all right. Well, I think that's about it. Um, so this is like the unofficial start to our summer series. It's not going to be completely dedicated to summer like we were last year, but we're going to be doing some summer themed movies coming up. Um, and we discussed it and we're going to be doing a month of evil dead in the near future as well. Which so, I'm so excited about. Yeah. So all four movies, one, two, three, and the remake. Yep. Yep. I'm kind of less excited about that. I'm a little nervous, actually. I'm not as big of a fan of the Evil Dead. I like them. I do. But I like picking them apart. Am I going to like them less or more? So it's going to be interesting for me because I don't watch them very often. So oh, yeah. I watch them a lot. I love the Evil Dead series so much. Well, I'm glad <laughs> we're doing this thing because this yeah. is going to be like um, – of a, a serious revisit for me because I might watch them once every five to ten years. Okay. That's so, be fun. So, yeah, it's been a while. I saw them about five years ago and I haven't seen them since. Wow. Well, this is going to be very fun. I'm even more excited. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming up too. So if you guys like The Evil Dead, um, hit us up and let us know what you think about them. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, that about wraps it up. I have nothing else. Do you guys have anything else? Nope. Awesome. So with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And I'm Nightmare Christy. Christy from Nightmare Toys. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. 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 This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Dolls of Horror, or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash thedollsofhorror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Jamie has lists. Dogs of horror. Robes Pink robes of, of horror. Of horror. Dances of horror. Oh, There's some other ones too, but I got three in this movie. Usually it's just like one. <laughs> I want the blue man. I want to display him in my yard. <laughs> Let's talk about the final kind of special effects moment. <laughs> with like, <laughs> with the reveal, and as Summer put it, like rocketed into the sky. Is that how you put it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because there was too much sinning and not enough sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll definitely destroy a crop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like I said, he wasn't particularly sorry when he found his wife dead. <laughs> so. He's like, you, you, you corn children aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you just did me a favor. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>